0: everybody. Welcome to Ubaldi Reports. Now, this week has been a crazy week in the run-up to the presidential elections. Monday, we had the Iowa caucus, which Hillary Clinton squeaked by and narrowly defeated Bernie Sanders, but it was basically virtually a tie. On the Republican side, Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus with Donald Trump coming in second, and Marco Rubio just barely behind Donald Trump. And Since then, they've been fighting over the results and who did what and how it was done, but now we're off to New Hampshire. On Tuesday, the first primary in the country will now select the presidential candidate. And actually, right now, Donald Trump is up pretty substantially in the polls, followed by Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz is third, and on the Democratic side, Bernie Sanders has a commanding lead over former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Now, this week, we had the... On Wednesday, we had a Democratic town hall, and on Thursday, we had a Democratic debate. Now, the town hall was conducted by CNN's Anderson Cooper, and last night, Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddows of MSNBC conducted the Democratic debate. Now, in both the town hall and the the Democratic debate, and we'll handicap the Republicans because they'll have their debate this weekend, it's just... They're pandering to the base. Now, I can see why the public is dissatisfied with with politics. And they just see the same thing because when I listen to the debate and really – and listen to the town hall, they never challenged the candidates on their assumptions. Now, each of the candidates, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, were playing to the base of their party. And the first thing – they, the biggest question was the economy. Bernie Sanders is big on – and his his whole campaign is based on the status of income inequality. everybody agrees there's income inequality in this country, and he keeps touting that the top one percent are getting richer and the middle class are getting um skewered which is the which is accurate the middle class have been struggling in this economy but what the democrat candidates failed to realize and the the moderators who should be asking these questions. What would you do differently to fix the economy? Considering the the Democrats have ran the economy since 2009. They control the Federal Reserve. They appointed Janet Yellen to the Federal Reserve. Interest rates have been kept near zero for almost 10 years now. And this has exacerbated income inequality. And income inequality has grown larger in the last seven years than any time in the last number of years. So, but those questions weren't asked. And as they as Rachel Maddows and Chuck Todd and Anderson Cooper, they never pressed the candidates, okay, so after seven years, what would you do differently to jumpstart the U.S. economy? Nothing was ever mentioned about the stock market coming down. Nothing was mentioned about the fourth quarter of last year the gross domestic product of the country was 0.7%. For the year of 2050, it was just slightly above 2%. The country has not seen over 3% growth in 10 years. That's the longest period of growth under 3%, and I believe in the U.S. history since they've been tracking the economy. But none of these things were talked about. Nothing was talked about the national debt. Now, they did focus on... What agencies would you um, eliminate? And I think it was Rachel Maddows asked him, when the Republicans talk about ending or getting rid of some agencies, what would you do? Secretary Clinton answered, I will not get rid of one agency. We just need to reform them a little better. Now, the one agency in question that has been very problematic, especially to U.S. veterans, and I have a, a soft spot on this one because I am a veteran with 30 years and the Marines with three combat tours, is the VA. Now, Senator Sanders did mention that he chaired the the committee, helped write the bill, helped push the legislation that gave the VA $17 billion extra to help fix it. But they were never challenged on him when the uh, inspector general of the VA said 300,000 veterans likely died because they couldn't get the care they needed. Nothing was mentioned about that. Nothing. There was no follow-up with all this money being spent. We went from $95 billion in 2008, and we're now spending close to $170 billion on the VA. And talking to veterans, talking to veteran advocates, it's still a crisis. I spoke with someone just recently about this, and the VA is still a problem, but nobody pressed them on it. What accountability did you have with this new extra funding for the VA? I may sound critical, but I just want, and this is the same thing I'm saying to Republicans, is I want them to be challenged on their answers. Press them on this. How would you do this? What would you do to do certain things that make the lives of ordinary Americans better? Now, Secretary Clinton repeatedly keeps saying she would follow, she would... um, follow the policies of the Obama administration. The big signature issue is health care. She said that, and she criticized um, Senator Sanders for wanting to eliminate Obamacare and go to a single-payer system under the affordable, uh, under Medicare. And Senator Sanders responded, you're missing my point. I, wanted, I think it would be better. We need to improve it. The Affordable Care Act has done a lot of good, but we still have 29 million people Without health insurance, his big push was moving it to a single-payer system, much like they have in Europe. The one thing the moderators of the the town hall and the debate didn't ask is the difference in Europe and Canada is they don't have the the legal system that we have here, meaning we are very much a litigious society. We will sue anybody for anything. In Europe and Canada, they don't have this uh, litigous society that we have here. That goes into health care reform. When the Healthcare Af- um, Affordable Care Act was trying to be passed, a question was answered to former Vermont uh, Governor um, Howard Dean, who is a physician by trade, how come you guys never included tort reform? And his answer was, we never could have gotten it through because the the trial lawyers give a lot of money to the Democratic Party. And this goes back to Bernie Sanders trying to end the the money in politics, which I agree money is rampant in politics, but the difference is where they never challenged on it. They look at the other person's money, not their own, meaning the trial lawyers give money to the Democratic Party, and the one 800-pound gorilla in the the room. Both Sanders and Clinton mentioned Citizens United. With uh, Secretary Clinton stating that if she had, which she's president and she's appointing as member to the Supreme Court, she would the only the litmus test she would have. If you are not against Citizens United, you will not get appointed to the bench. And uh, Bernie Sanders keeps mentioning Citizens United, but what? They failed to mention, what about union money? Even though Bernie Sanders, if you go to opensecrets.org, you can see that he didn't receive money from corporate sponsors, but he received hundreds of thousands of dollars from unions. Now, people may say, well, the unions do good work, but if somebody's giving you money, they're going to want something in return. And if you look at the states and the cities across the country – which has a very strong union present. Those cities are broke. One of the pro- look at Flint, Michigan, which was brought up in the debate. Look at Michigan, New Jersey, New York, California, Illinois, Chicago, New York. All have strong union presence, and those cities and states are broke. So, but that wasn't um, that wasn't brought up. But going back to healthcare, uh, Secretary Clinton stated that she wants to improve healthcare improve the Affordable Care Act instead of replacing it, or as the Republicans want to do, repeal and replace, as Bernie Sanders wants to do, is go to a single-payer system. But what she never said is, how are you going to, how are you going to improve it? And what needed to be asked, and was asked in the last Republican debate to Ted Cruz, how would you, as president, get some of your initiatives passed? Now, if it comes to health care, if Secretary Clinton wants to approve it, how is that going to be done? Because whoever becomes president and whether the Republicans maintain this the uh, the Senate or not, they'll definitely keep the house. I think all polls and and all the experts said they'll definitely keep the house. The senate is another story, but let's just say the Republicans keep the- the senate they're not they're still going to be a majority, and they'll have let's like, say fifty four fifty three senators. If the Democrats take the Senate, let's say they have 51, 52, you need 60 votes to get a lot of things done. How is that going to happen? Are you going to do parliamentary rule changes like Harry Reid did and do the nuclear option and then it beca- then you just intensify the partisan politics? Well, all you need is a simple majority. How are you going to work with the other side when Secretary Clinton already said some of the enemies are the Republicans in this vast right-wing conspiracy? So, I mean, these are the challenges that we need to have addressed, and they haven't addressed. As it comes to the economy, and that's one of the biggest issues coming out of um, Iowa was the economy. What about small business? That wasn't even mentioned. If you talk to small businesses across the country, one of the biggest challenges they have is the implementation and going by the compliance to the Affordable Care Act. All the regulations and coverage of this, it's just costing them money. So that's why jobs aren't being created. Dodd-Frank, which is the financial overhaul, the rules are still continually being written. And any small business really is facing difficult times. Now, the Brookings Institute, which is a progressive liberal think tank out of Washington, in May of 2014, they came out with a report saying that more businesses, preferably small businesses, are leaving the economy that are coming in. And what the candidates on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, because Republicans haven't mentioned this either, have to realize that 60 percent or more of jobs in America are with small business, 50 employers or less. And with these new regu- the regulations coming out from the Obama administration with healthcare reform and Dodd-Frank, it really has hurt small business. Now, the financial overhaul under Dodd-Frank has hurt the small regional banks who were not part of the financial collapse or were not part of the financial crisis. It was intended to to punish the big banks, but that wasn't addressed. It really hurt the small banks. So now they're consolidating, and that's where many small businesses go, is those small banks in those in, the, in their communities. That's being changed so now you're seeing less jobs being created, even though with the job report coming out it's the job growth in this country is very minis- minuscule and if you see that unemployment is five point percent but you still have a high labor I mean, a very low labor participation rate with're the lowest point since nineteen seventy eight so this has to also be looked at and that wasn't discussed. So there's many issues that are not even addressed. Now, with the town hall and the um, and the debate, they never mentioned the stock market. The last month and starting this month, the stock market has precipitately dropped. That wasn't mentioned. The, and again, the GDP wasn't mentioned. None of these issues were brought up. And it was geared more to a partisan audience instead of asking some real Real concern on how they would do things, so then they t- they transitioned over into foreign policy. That was another issue as it comes to how to defeat ISIS Bernie Sanders continually rails against the fact that he voted against the Iraq war, and Secretary Clinton voted for it, so that challenges her assumptions with her experience. And, but it's always revolved when it comes to foreign policy, and this is the same thing with the Democrat. I mean, excuse me, the Republicans. They always focus on the military. That, well, I won't use the military, or I won't do this. We've got more tools in our war, in our in our chest, more avenues to use than just the military option. And as I was listening to the debate, listening to the town hall, and listening to the Republicans speak when they gave their debates and their their comments afterwards. I'm not seeing any foreign policy vision except either use the military or we won't. And as it deals with the the contentious issue of the Middle East, both parties are not understanding the complexity and the the dynamics of the Middle East. The last seven years, President Obama has taken a different approach than was done by the Bush administration. But as Secretary Clinton and Bernie Sanders have talked about, and the Republicans are the same, they always talk about, we got to get the Arab armies involved, just like um, King Abdullah of Jordan had stated. Now, recently, Saudi Arabia has said they're going to send troops to the fight, but that's mainly special operation forces. But their whole focus is, just like Turkey, is to get rid of Assad first. And this is what's missing in the debate. They don't understand that the Arabs see the threat differently. They see Assad as the threat not ISIS. And the reason they see Assad, because that's another stepping stone from Iran. They see Iran heavily involved in the Middle East region with its proxy forces, Hamas and Hezbollah. Iran is involved with the Houthi rebels in Yemen. They're heavily involved in controlling the government of Baghdad. They're in Syria with Assad. And then they see the United States pulling back from the region. They see us humiliated with our two ships being captured by the Iranians, showing American sailors with their hands behind their head. And it's just um, then with the nuclear agreement, which both Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton tout as a success, because this would have prevented war, uh, That's they're not seeing the reality how the region sees things. Now, if Hillary Clinton becomes president... She's stating no, all that the Arab areas or the Sunni um, Arab countries are going to see her as another extension of President Obama because she was part of his uh, foreign policy team in the first um, first term. So these are some of the things that needed to be addressed. And neither party has got a handle on how to defeat ISIS beyond saying these words, but no one has said what replaces ISIS once we defeat him what's what's our strategy toward Syria with regard to Assad? The peace talks to end the Syrian civil war broke down, and we gave in to everything We're still allowing Assad to be there. We let the Russians in and the the regions the countries in the region see the United States as weak and one should look at this when you have the Arabs and the Israelis on the same side, you know something is amiss. But there's no foreign policy vision. Now, Bernie Sanders was asked about Afghanistan. He was, Chuck Todd, keep repeating and goes, well, what would you do if you're president? Because you're going to have all these troops there. What would you do? And he just gave a kind of superficial answer, but no vision, no strategy. And Hillary Clinton was the same way. There was no vision or strategy. What are we trying to do? What is our political strategy, again, like in Iraq, but again, what's our political strategy in Afghanistan? What about Pakistan? Very little was mentioned about China, Russia, North Korea, all the different challenges around the world that this, the next president will be facing. What would they do? And I have not seen a vision from either the, Clinton or Sanders, and for that matter, the Republicans. And this is what needs to be addressed. But when it comes back to Iraq, it just seems back to, I didn't vote for the war, you did, and they just go tit for tat. And from a veteran, I'm really angered by that, that statement, I didn't vote for the war. Or as Hillary Clinton said in the town hall, I voted for it, but I didn't want to go to in. I was just doing it as leverage to get the inspectors in. And that's just, it's a false argument. Because Joe Biden voted for the war, who's vice president, Secretary of State uh, John Kerry voted for the war. Both those two voted against the first Gulf War. So what what changed? People got to realize eighty-five percent of the Democratic Party voted for the war, including Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid. So that needs to um, be addressed. And let's quit going back to how we got in. Let's figure out what we're going to do and let's get a political strategy. But getting back to the original thing that most people are concerned about is the economy. There is very little being addressed about that. They just They just go at it with each other. And with Bernie Sanders want to raise a lot of taxes on him, mean, I know some have said 90 percent, but he's never said that. It'd probably be well, well over 55 percent, but he's never said, outlined a detailed strategy, what he would do and what taxes he would raise. But he does talk about income inequality. And going back to that, they, uh, Bernie Sanders really rightfully challenged Hillary Clinton because she's received hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars from Wall Street. And her answer at the town hall was, well, that's what the going rate is. And he goes, that's not exactly a true statement because Wall Street would have had to gone to her, her team and negotiate a, a, a price or a salary. So Bernie Sanders said, how can you reform Wall Street when you made hundreds of thousands of dollars? And at the same time, which was never brought up, is they say they mentioned the rising cost of college, but Hillary Clinton made $3 million giving speeches at college campuses. Even her daughter made $60,000 for a 10-minute speech. So that really wasn't brought up. And the other issue that kind of was never uh, addressed was the email scandal that's affecting um, Hillary Clinton. Now, Hillary Clinton stated in the, th- the debate that I believe 100% that nothing's going to come out of this. Now, it did show that report came out of the State Department yesterday that former Secretary of State Colin Powell and Condoleezza Rice did receive classified documents, and I'm still trying to flush that one out, but the whole pr- premise of this is she had a private server, she had a private email account, and some of the most sensitive of the top secret material were found in her email. So we'll have to wait to see when the FBI comes out on that one. But also which wasn't mentioned was her foundation. Now, FBI's looking into the correlation between the foundation and her time at the Secretary of State because they're finding out that companies that she was dealing with were also donating to the foundation. And her husband, former President Bill Clinton, was making over you know, millions of dollars Given speeches at these various companies. All the while, and the speeches went up in price as she was Secretary of State. So this is where the trust issue that people just don't trust Hillary Clinton. They'll see it in the polls, but we'll have to see as the election moves forward. But as we move forward with this election, we just need to challenge the assumptions of these candidates. And these candidates are not... Being challenged, I mean, these are very softballish questions, and I know it's paying to the base, but the candidates need to be pressed on this. Now, on the town hall, it was different. You have a moderator with Anderson Cooper, and then you had the audience ask questions. But the audience is only going to ask a question; they can they're not going to be able to do a follow up question. That's where Anderson Cooper came in, and he didn't really do that. It's the same thing with Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow's. They never pressed these candidates. They they believe. Um, they never challenged them on their assumptions or their past records. They really didn't. And anybody who says that these were a strong debate, even though it's two, it's it's very softballish questions. And they need to be challenged on what they would do or what they wouldn't do. And this is what the American people want. And you can see why there's a frustration. You can see why a Bernie Sanders has tapped into something. You can see where a Donald Trump has tapped into something. People are frustrated throughout the country people want answers to this they want to see the economy. they want their children to have a better life than they are and now there's this polls and people have been saying they don't believe their children are going to have a better life too many kids graduate hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt no one talks about why does college cost so much in the first place why do all these sal- these individuals make these big salaries they talk about the expansion of government but nobody talks about well if you're going to expand government, look at the VA. The VA expanded, and we still got problems. You see what happened in Flint. You see with the rollout of the Affordable Care Act. You see what's going on with the IRS, the Department of Justice. the defense. Every agency in, America and in the federal government has major problems, and we're going to expand and give them more money. These are the things that need to be asked, and the candidates need to be challenged on that. Let's quit playing partisan politics, protecting our guy and gal, Let's challenge these candidates. And that's why I encourage everybody to vote. I encourage everybody to know the issues and challenge the assumptions of your candidates on why they do something or say something or not do something. But as I as we move forward, keep listening to Ubaldi reports. Let me know what you think. If, they, if you like a certain topics, I'll try my best to cover it. But do listen to Ubaldi reports. Let everybody else know. And this is trying to let shake up Washington. This is our government. If we don't get involved, we get the government that we get. Again, get out there and vote. And I encourage everybody to vote. If you get the chance, go to Amazon or any major book supplier and get my book, The New Business Brigade, Why Businesses Need to Hire Veterans, and the untapped resource they represent. And let me know what you think of that. Again, you can find Ubaldi Reports on Stitcher. You can find it on iTunes. Let me know what you think. Let your friends know. And let's get this country moving again so we can create jobs and we can have a better life for ourselves and our family. Thanks for listening to the Reports, Reports. Keep on listening. Spread the word.